Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. One of the pillars of St. Patrick's is hospitality. I know the scripture, whenever bread is placed on a table, that is a sign of hospitality and welcome. And so we welcome online at this time any guests or visitors. We know there are a number of people who know of St. Patrick's or have visited or have loved ones that are sharing the Mass at this time. We just welcome you and hope to know that you are part of our spiritual family, even online. And so we're glad, no matter where you're at in the state of life, no matter who you are, you know, God is part of this celebration here with us today as we remember resurrection in these 50 days of Easter. So we welcome you and all our guests, and it's good to see our parishioners here who've taken time to be here today. Isn't it interesting that Peter, in the Acts of the Apostles that we call in that book, written by Luke, uses scriptures to give authority to Jesus' resurrection, that he is the Messiah? And so he quotes the scripture, quotes quotes a psalm from David. In two disciples leaving, downcast from Jerusalem, walking away to a village called Emmaus, Jesus encounters them. And he begins to break open the scriptures with them. And what a beautiful response by one of the disciples. Were not our hearts burning within us when he described the scriptures and explained that to us? Scriptures is very powerful. In fact, you've never had a Catholic Mass without the Word of God. The Word of God is given reverence in our liturgies and our rituals, but also has power. And one of the great wisdom of our church is during these 50 days of Easter, our first reading, which normally throughout the rest of the year comes from what we Christians call the Old Testament, we now hear for these Sundays the Acts of the Apostles. Luke, also the writer of the Gospel of Luke, continues that through what is called the Acts of the Apostles. It's important to know that the Old Testament writers are not writing to chronicle the events of history. They're not giving exact dates and exact times because that's not their intent. The role of the Old Testament writers is to interpret history, to show where God is at, not to explain the details and memorizing dates. And Luke does the same thing in writing the Acts of the Apostles. He interprets the history. And the history are the, is their early followers believing in Jesus and going out and telling all nations. So Luke now, in writing from the year 70 to 90, begins in Jerusalem, and it works its way all the way to Rome, which in the known world at that time was the center of the known world for the New Testament. And so once that gospel reaches from Jerusalem to Rome, it becomes now, really in all honesty, in the big leagues. No longer is the word of message of Jesus Christ in the minor leagues, it's major. And it is a gospel that is meant for the entire world. Now, what can we, as God's people today on the third Sunday of Easter, learn from the Acts of the Apostles, what we as a church and God's people are experiencing now? I want to share with you three insights that briefly kind of talk about the concerns of Luke 
and what he wants us to understand. First of all, what is real central to Luke is the event of the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. I don't think we have a total clue of how devastating that was. Israel, or rather Jerusalem, is central to the belief, the temple. It meant everything to them. And that destruction was so devastating, taking the heart of what they believe and who they are as a people. And it's gone. And the question becomes then, has God abandoned us? Has God left us? And so Luke is writing again around 70, that time that the, uh, Jerusalem was destroyed, is writing to a people and saying, God has not abandoned you. Look at salvation history. Let's interpret it, all the things that God has done, that even in the Babylonian exile, when all the people were taken away from their land to a foreign land for many, many years, God didn't abandon them. God is always faithful to his people no matter what. And that faithfulness shows that even God himself did not abandon Jesus at his death. And so Luke is reminding that the community of believers, you and me, are in the hands of God. That it's God's desire, his desire, that we go out and proclaim the message of Jesus Christ to the entire world. And that God is with us and has not abandoned us. The second thing that Luke wants us to understand is that mission is difficult. Let me repeat that because we as Christians don't want to hear that. Mission is difficult. There are a number of Jews who did convert to believe in Jesus. Not all of them. A large percentage didn't. And this causes a major obstacle and difficulty for early believers who go out and try to preach Jesus Christ. And they run into a constant difficulty. It's hard to make people believe and to come to understand. Even St. Paul has many stories of difficulty in preaching to pagans and Jews. And even Jesus finds difficulty in his life. But yet, it's God's desire to give us the Spirit. You see, for Luke, that really, that whole Acts of the Apostles is about the Holy Spirit working in community, working in God's people, setting the ideal. And so what he's saying is mission is going to be difficult. There are going to be obstacles. But neither did St. Paul and others in Jesus. They didn't give up. And neither do we. It's not going away. The third thing is that persecution will be part of the church. And persecution can come in many ways. Opposition and, and outright uh, taking of life and also little subtle ways there that really push against the church. And so what Luke reminds us is that you, the church, you and me, we are to model the cross. The following of the cross. That's what discipleship means. The church isn't about pretty buildings. The church isn't just going and making people feel better and giving a good message and then you can click it off and then go live the way you want. There's the cross. But he tells us that all persecution is transitory. It's transitory. That what we're going through isn't permanent. 
Because it's God's desire to use the church, to use his people, to proclaim to all the world, especially at that time the Gentiles, not only the Jews but the Gentiles, that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and we are to have faith in him. And so St. Paul, Peter, St. Peter, St. Barnabas and St. Stephen and all the other people are models to us of sainthood, of that we enter into persecution and difficulty, but we also are part of a community of believers that support and love one another. Luke reminds us then that the Spirit is what guides the church, but also what is essence to the mission is prayer according to Luke. You can look it up, and you can see that for yourself, that the community must be in prayer because that's the only way that you and I, the community, will come to know the desires of God. And so, little did we know many, many months ago when we sat there as a staff and thought we were real smart and go, well, let's choose the theme, grounded in prayer and mission. We had no clue what that meant. We thought we were smart. (laughs) And little did we know that really God had a hand in that. That we didn't know that this is the perfect, perfect motto. Because that's exactly what Luke is telling us. He says you can't do without prayer. No community can. It is central. And so today as you tune in to the Mass, you're not just watching You're not just hoping to say, well, Father Eric made me feel good or I feel better because I saw the Mass on TV. Boy, that has very little to do with discipleship. It's a beginning. It's a starting point. But if we just stay there, then it's boredom and nothing happens. You see, the church is still in mission and we're learning over time how to apply to missions. You know, one of the most beautiful things that I'm seeing on the news, a lot of it's depressing, let's be honest, and and I try to have a good balance. There's no sports to watch, so I'm pretty desperate and kind of looking for things. But out of those good stories, there are people who are using their minds, their hearts, their gifts to respond. That. I think my hope is we might have a vaccine sooner than we think. I hope because you know why? I've seen a lot of good people, even here in Scottsdale, in our parish, people just doing great, great giving and great things, that the Spirit is alive and working in us. So what do we learn here today, what we're going through? First of all, Acts of the Apostles, which interprets history, which we're going through, says what? God hasn't abandoned us, even when our Jerusalem feels destroyed. That mission is difficult. Don't whine or cry for yourselves. Don't be sorry for yourselves. That even Jesus and Paul felt difficulty, but they never gave up. And third, opposition is part of it. But that grounded in prayer, we come to know the desires of God, and then we are in mission. So how do we mission when we're staying at home? A lot of ways. We've given that to you. Uh, through our website as well, and through handing out information through our email connection, but also, again, the little things that you can do to watch over each other, to check in with one another, to share what you have with one another, to be merciful to family members and people you're stuck at home with. 
to be more patient and gentle. Those are things that matter to God. It isn't just going out and doing things. That right now we find ourselves in a position that the little things really do matter. Even Mother Teresa said that. Just love. The little things you do add. And they're just as important as big things you see on TV or get impressed by or moved by. It's the little things you do, the way you treat one another, the way you check in on one another, the way that you care for one another. And so, you might want to read Acts of the Apostles. It's in the Bible. (laughs) And look it up. It's right after the Gospel of uh, John. And it's written by Luke. And it gives us a history of the church. And it was never easy, just like now. But the church isn't going away because... It knows the desire of God to preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. The word of God has been proclaimed in this celebration and broken open by today's homily. These are the ways we, Christian disciples in mission, living beyond Sunday, live our faith here at St. Patrick's and beyond. Again, we are conducting ministry virtually. And there's many things that we're offering you through Facebook, through our website, and through our email connection. So we invite you to participate and look at that and, and giving you resources of how to live your faith during this challenging time. But also to know that your priest, your clergy, is available for you by phone or by email. Hey, we can still pray. Some of you are struggling because you haven't had confession in a while, and a priest can at least talk with you the way through to know that even though we don't offer absolution over the phone or by email, we can also offer you comforting words and to look what our church and scripture teaches that forgiveness happens all the time whenever one has a sincere heart. So in any way, especially with those who are sick, Even though hospitals and other places aren't allowing us to go in to anoint, we can pray over the phone. Uh, You can do different little things. We can comfort the family as well and let them and notify us that people are asking for prayers. So please know that that we're right here and we're working and we're only a phone call away. If you need to talk about things, we're available for you. Also, adults are invited to attend an Alpha. It's the beginning of the first week of May. It is a process, a program that helps to talk about faith without being told that you're wrong or you shouldn't think that way, but it's about talking in small group, and we obviously do that through technology as well. You can find out more information through the email connection. It's a great way to be connected. A lot of people are trying to learn, how do I stay connected to other believers in Jesus? And we do that in many ways, and I think our faith is also important as well. And also, the Rock 45, which is our fourth and fifth graders, the Edge Middle School Ministries, continue online on Monday nights. And there's special uh, social programs for students in grades 6 to 8. It's offered online on Friday evenings. And Life Teen High School Ministry continues on Sunday evenings so that youth can join at any time. Thank goodness the youth are really into technology. This is something that they're built for and they're ready for. And so our young people and our, our youth ministry staff are doing great jobs for reaching out to the people as well. Hey, and thank you again. There are more and more people who are going online to be able to give. That's how we're going to make it. 
and there are more and more people being so generous. We're amazed at your generosity, but know that your gifts are needed in whatever way that you can that we continue ministry. We'd like to continue to improve the Mass. We'd like to add some little bit more music. We'd also want to add some more resources, maybe a special night of prayer for offering you as well. So these things keep us going. These things uh, allow ministry to happen in many ways, and you're going to see a lot of exciting things. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. You can give online by either texting or by giving online or looking at the website or mailing in your gifts as well with your envelopes or any other way. Any gift that you give, no matter what amount, really helps us to continue the mission of uh, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 